1: Hey, welcome back to the Bruce Hooley Show. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't tell you about our friends and supporters at the Ohio Press Network, the Freedom Foundation. Now, the Freedom Foundation, they've been helping free government employees from union bondage since the uh, Supreme Court decided that government employees don't have to join a union to get a job. And if they have a government job, they don't have to pay union dues if they're not in the union. And they certainly don't have to be required to join the union. Why? Because unions are political on the government side of things. And 97% of the time, The money that union bosses collect goes to progressive policies in our government and in our schools, and the Freedom Foundation is helping free people from supporting that. So if you go to optouttoday.com, that is optouttoday.com, you can find out how you can simply and seamlessly opt out of your union. That will save you on average of about $1,100 per year. Given Bidenomics, that's real money, baby. Uh, So thank you to the Freedom Foundation for your support of the Ohio Press Network. Right now, I want to welcome him in. He's a friend of the show, and he is a state senator. I'm talking about Andrew Brenner, a Republican from Delaware County. Uh, senator Brenner, welcome back to the Bruce Woolley Show. How are you this afternoon?
2: I'm doing great, Jack. How are you doing?
1: Super fantastic. All things considered, um, and it's it's great to have you. I, I'm going to pepper you with some questions here. Um, first of all, I'm looking at this article from <laughs> Morgan Trow at the Ohio Communist—I mean, the Ohio Capital Journal. And uh, the headline is, Ohio Senate GOP floats idea of 15-week abortion ban despite voters saying no. Now, she spends a great deal of time in the article talking about a comment that Jason Stevens, the uh, House speaker, made about basically let's not do anything. And then originally I heard that Senate President Huffman said, you know what, we're going to pump the brakes on doing anything right now. But now it seems like there's talk of maybe a 15-week abortion ban what can you tell us about the pulse in the Senate for doing anything right now to combat the decision voters just made on issue one?
2: I think, in my personal opinion, of the pulse of the Senate is we need to basically take a pause. Yep. We had two constitutional amendments pass, uh, or one fail and one pass, both on a fe- essentially a similar subject. Uh, the one was to try to raise the threshold uh, to 60%, which I still believe is what's needed. I, I think there needs to be a higher threshold for passing constitutional amendments. Uh, but that went down to defeat. Uh, then there was this, uh, amendment here, uh, which passed 55% on abortion rights. I think that, you know, I, I would be supportive of a 15 week ban. I'd be supportive of others, but this would have to be a constitutional amendment at this point. And, uh, you know, we just had an election on this, so I believe that going forward we should probably, uh, I think we should wait. And I, I think we should wait uh, to see how the courts respond to a lot of the other, uh, you know, the laws that are currently on the books. We've passed a lot of pro-life legislation over the last decade. Uh, yep. Both governors uh, DeWine and Kasich signed a lot into law. Let's let some of that uh, play out now in the courts.
1: Yeah, one of the things I said last week when we were really kind of doing the postmortem on issue one was we need to pay attention, we need to pivot, and then we need to play the long game. But part of paying attention is making sure that we understand what's really going on and that we report it. And by the way, I'm going to grind an axe here. I am absolutely disturbed, disgusted, and fed up with outlets like the Ohio Capital Journal and other corporate media outlets who just continue – to give half-true statements and package things as if they're something that they're not. Do you all talk about this in the Senate? In fact, you created your own distribution channel there, right?
2: Absolutely. We had to because they're lying. I mean, just go back to state issue one here. The other side, who promoted uh, their abortion bill, outright lied about existing law. It wasn't a question of if they lied. You know, there's no plan to go after contraception. There's no plan about miscarriages. There's no plan about life of the mother. All that is in law. That's all protected. Nobody even discussed it, but they ran it as if that was what was happening. It wasn't happening. The heartbeat bill itself was a—it a, was trying to define when life began from a scientific standpoint, and from that I mean, you know what a heartbeat is. I think everybody does, and so I, I you know, to determine that another life is inside uh, the womb of a woman, we felt that that was a a, a kind of a compromise between life begins at conception, and. You know where that definition was because that was what was left out of the Roe v. Wade decision, uh, you know, 50 years ago, and so that was the point of the heartbeat bill. But as you pointed out earlier in in your segment, that was stayed by the courts. So if right now it was a 22 week uh, a ban, which was way beyond that. So I just feel like the other side just completely lied. They had the money though, and this is why I think we need to have a pause here. They had the money to spread spread their lie and use it as a weapon or an ability to get voters out who probably were not fully versed on all of Ohio revised code and got a lot of people worked up over something where they probably if they actually looked at all the laws wouldn't have worked up about it as much as uh, they otherwise would have. So I feel like, you know, we need to be. We need to have a game plan where we can go and we can win in the end. And, you know, we can't just go and pass a law now because it is a constitutional amendment. It was changed. And, uh, you know, we're going to have to wait and see how that plays out.
1: Yeah, and to that point – and uh, actually, Senator, are, can you stay with me for another segment or do you do you need to jet in about yes. three minutes? Okay, because there's a lot here, but, you know <laughs> – One of the things that you just said, I don't even think that a lot of voters have this understanding. You talked about, well, this is a constitutional amendment. We can't just pass a piece of legislation. It's almost as if we've forgotten high school government class. A constitutional amendment is supreme. If a statute is on the books, if a law is on the books and it is counter to the constitution – the constitutional amendment will take precedent. And a lot of people didn't understand. Well, there are parents' rights laws. Those parents' rights laws, if the – and so there's, there's just so much that needed to be unpacked. And taking a pause, to me, seems to make sense because here's what I'm going to say will happen. If we pay attention – we're going to see that, and it's already happened. You don't have to be a great prognosticator to, to predict this, but we said, look, they're going to put like an omnibus bill forward, and it's going to have all of these things in it that are designed to rip down abortion restrictions and, and, and start chipping away at parental rights and, and, and take away um, you know, the ability to criminally or civilly prosecute people who are performing illegal or you know, nefarious abortions, and they're doing it. They're doing it. They're doing everything we said they were going to do. And mark my words, they're going to start taking uh, taking cases to court where they can find shop you know venues with an activist judge. And they're going to start chipping away at parental rights there. And Democrats will go, well, we didn't we didn't try to legislate against parents' rights, no. But you're part of the group that's going to take them away in, in courts. Is that part of the strategy? Do you just sit back and go uh, watch these watch these bozos overreach?
2: Well, that's exactly what they're doing. I mean, they, they're looking to introduce a piece of legislation themselves to undo all the existing laws, which, in fact, these laws may still be constitutional. We don't know, but they're going to probably challenge those laws the moment they get an opportunity to. Well, let's let the courts at least play that out and see where that goes. Um, I, I think that we've got a lot of things that we're going to have to watch. No, mind you, The people that are introducing that are Democrats, the Democrats uh, do not control either chamber of the Ohio General Assembly, so those bills are not going to go anywhere, and the Democrats know that, but they're hoping they could potentially pick up at least one of the chambers and maybe down the road pick up a governorship, and if they do, then, you know, they will go ahead and pass those laws, yep. and uh, it's just, so so. this, this is not going to stop, and, and they know it, and they also want to make it a campaign issue for 2024, even though... It passed in uh, 2023 as a constitutional
1: amendment here in Ohio. Uh, State Senator Brenner is going to stick with us uh, on the other side of the break to wrap up our conversation. But you're absolutely right. They're going to use this as a way to say, see, Republicans are tone deaf. See, they're out of touch. They want to take away a right that you just voted for. Uh, More on that topic and, and maybe something else on the other side of the break. All right, we're rounding third and heading home with a special guest. He is uh, State Senator Andrew Brenner. And before we went to break, we talked about how the Democrats likely will not get their legislation passed. They'll use it as, uh, you know, a rally cry for the next election. But thinking about pivoting, uh, Senator Brenner said, you know, let's see how these statutes that are already on the books uh, with respect to abortion restrictions and parental rights, how they stand up in court. Let me ask you this, Senator. Is there a chance, though, to pivot to things? Because uh, what we're hearing now is, well, should we be supporting uh, moms? Should we be supporting babies that are actually born? Is that, is that a, a pivot point? And what does that even look like? And, and is that something that you think you'll see in the Senate? Yeah, we've been,
2: uh, I would agree. I mean, but we've been doing that. Uh, You know, we've worked on, you know, the the Fatherhood Commission, uh, that's been done in the past. There's been an expansion to help with adoption. Uh, We've, you know, I think there was a bill just introduced, uh, you know, dealing with pregnancy centers. So there are things that we're going to continue to work on and uh, we've been working on. I mean, some of it has been uh, to make uh, more money available for early childhood care. So. And these are things Republicans and Democrats have uh, supported uh, and and will continue to support. So, you know, this is something that, you know, the left tries to monopolize some of those issues when the fact is they're not the ones that are always uh, pushing some of those issues. We have actually also supported many of those issues and will continue to do so. And I will say that a lot of my friends in the pro-life area have done a lot to help out, uh, you know, first-time mothers, uh, and doing everything they can to try to support them, especially, uh, you know, families where the, you've got a broken family. So I, I think that those things will continue and we will continue to support them.
1: Absolutely. And I, I know that there's even a, a bill uh, that we talked a little bit about yesterday that I think is tangentially related to this. And it was uh, it's won by State Representative Rodney Creech and uh, State Representative Marilyn John that tries to uh, Basically, fairly and equally dole out responsibility and access to a child to both parents, and and you know that's part of it, right? It's making sure that you're not uh, not crowding certain parents out and creating a home environment where you know a kid can get get raised by both parents, basically. Um, but you know, I almost feel like Senator that no matter what you do, the left is going to jujitsu you. <laughs> I mean, it, it's almost, and that's it. it sometimes I feel helpless. Because you're doing you just talked about the fatherhood commission, uh, adoption legislation, pregnancy, pregnancy center legislation. But yet we just you can open any newspaper, any app and read a story. And it's like, well, the Republicans are tone deaf. They're not doing anything. They say they care about life, but they don't. How do you overcome that?
2: Well, I we overcome that uh, to the fact that. We have supported a lot of those issues that we're being criticized for. We just don't get the press on it. And as you pointed out in the earlier segment as well, uh, the Ohio Senate Republicans, we now have our own, you know, press uh, arm where we're uh, publishing our own stories because our stories, we will release them, and they'll only take a a slanted side of it for a side that benefits, you know, the left in the best way. So we're trying to get our our stories and our points out in, I think, a better manner. That's something that all Republicans need to do and conservatives need to do uh, is make sure that, you know, we're getting our messages out there and not just on social media, but do everything we can. And and that's that's one way of doing it is to just say, okay, we're going to have our own press network. And or we're, we're yep. you know support you know organizations and and uh, and continue to support you know obviously like ninety eight nine, and and other radio stations that are conservative talk.
1: Absolutely, and and you know I I preach it all day long. The more you consume, e- even if you're not paying, your eyeballs uh, are being monetized by the other outlets. So stop doing it, and then you know support outlets like the Ohio Press Network, support stations like. 98.9 FM. And you're talking about on the record, the views, the news excludes. If you go to OhioSenate.gov, uh, you can find it there. And and it's chock full of stories. Uh, yeah, I see one by Jerry Serino, John Fortney. Um, so you're starting that process. So that gives me a little bit of hope. Uh, just a couple of minutes here, Senator. I want to pivot to one other uh, piece of legislation. It's called Ohio's High Hazard Training Certification Act. And it's currently in the Senate. Uh, I talked to somebody yesterday who said that's a Trojan horse. It's essentially uh, ripped from the Bidenomics playbook, and it's, it's green energy cronyism. So just a couple of minutes here. How do you see it? Do you think it's going to get traction, and do you see it as a Trojan horse?
2: I, it's, I, it's not going to get traction in the Ohio Senate. Uh, the, the bill, we had a hearing on it yesterday. I sit on the Energy and Public Utilities Committee. We had, I think, 17 people testify, including the Ohio uh, steel workers, Hmm. Uh, we had a bunch of them testify against the bill. Wow! So you even had union people against the bill.
1: Um, uh oh, we're the losing you. The,
2: the data. This, this is a bill that isn't needed. It's a bill that I think will. I, I don't see it moving in the Ohio Senate.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm glad to hear that because when you dive into it, you know, there's some really good straw man. Uh, arguments to it, like, well, English speaking, uh, make sure that they're English speaking, uh, you know, make sure that it cuts down on, you know, hazardous accidents. And you start getting behind the numbers and you go, those aren't even issues. Uh, And then when you get to it, it really is something that gives the government control over who you hire, uh, how you hire projects out, uh, which is a dangerous situation. Uh, State Senator Andrew Brenner, thank you for joining us today. And I'm sure we'll have you back soon. Uh, Anything in 30 seconds you want to say to the listeners before we go?
2: Yes. Uh, thank you, uh, Jack. Uh, glad to be on. Uh, we do have, I think, a new state superintendent, uh, or at least now the new uh, head of the Department of Educational Workforce, Dakin. I've spoken with him. We're going to have a hearing on him in a couple of weeks, and I believe he will be confirmed. Uh, he's got some good ideas of reforming a massive government bureaucracy, and I, I think uh, people are going to like what he has to say.
1: Excellent. State Senator Andrew Brenner, thank you for that. We'll follow up on that the next time we have you on. Uh, thank you again. Have a happy Thanksgiving, okay?
2: Thank you. You too.
1: All right. And and thank you for listening. That's interesting news, uh, Steve Dacken. It looks like we'll head the Department of Education and Workforce, and there will be a hearing uh, that, you know, the Senate has to approve him. Uh, the governor can put forward the nomination, but the Senate has to approve him. So we'll keep a pulse on that for you. And – uh Wow. What a day. So thank you, Bob Clegg, for joining me in studio today. Uh, he's super fantastic. Uh, He's a GOP strategist and it's great to just talk shop and chew the fat a little bit. And then of course, uh, Dr. Glenn Dewar from Cedarville university went, uh, on a deep dive with respect to both Ukraine and Israel and, uh, maybe what the preferences are for uh, funding in both of those regions and, and how taxpayers may see it. And then of course, uh, Jim Jordan is a firebrand. It's great to have him on, and we're grateful for the time that he spent with us. And then, of course, State Senator Andrew Brenner. Uh, Just a reminder, we will be back tomorrow at 11 o'clock. Make sure that you set an alarm. Uh, I will have with me Secretary of State Frank LaRose at 1135, and uh, we're going to talk about probably his campaign, his his run for Senate and – You know, the numbers look pretty good for him right now, whether he thinks he can win the nomination. And uh, also working on Congressman Warren Davidson, uh, I want to get his take on the continuing resolution and also what uh, else is going on on Capitol Hill. But thanks again for tuning in. I cherish the time together, and uh, I will be back with you tomorrow on 98.9 FM, The Answer, The Bruce Hooley Show.